everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Interviews with Influential Women. My name is Sara, and this is a podcast I've created for my senior project to talk with and learn more about various women who have either impacted me, have had some kind of an impact on their communities, or both. Today, we are joined by Erin Gildale Muccino, my former high school dance teacher at the Wheeler School and the founder and head of the Wheeler Dance Company. Before coming back to Wheeler to start its dance program, Erin had experienced dancing and teaching locally at Festival Ballet and other dance companies in Rhode Island, and she's also danced abroad in ballet schools in Canada and Russia. She has since put on five performance showcases at Wheeler, featuring dancers ranging from 1st through 12th grade, and is, in my opinion, one of the most dedicated and skilled teachers at our school. I started dancing with Erin in my junior year, which is a little bit of a late start to ballet, but she was more than encouraging and helped me grow so much as a dancer over the years. She has always motivated me, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear about Erin's experiences as a dancer and just life in general. Without further ado, let's get into the interview. I hope you enjoy. Today we are joined by Erin Gildamuchino. Um, she was my dance teacher for two years in high school, my former dance teacher, which is so crazy <laughs> to say. Um, and she's the head of the Wheeler Dance Company at the Wheeler School. So welcome. Thank you. So to start off, um, could you give us a little bit of background information about yourself, where you grew up in Rhode Island, went to school, and when you started dancing. Sure, and if I miss any of that, you can you can coach me. <laughs> um, so I grew up in East Greenwich, uh, Rhode Island, and I started out um, at Hamilton School at Wheeler. Um, and then after eighth grade, I went to Wheeler, and I graduated from Wheeler, but my senior year of high school, I um, went to the Royal Winnipeg Ballet School, which is a boarding school in uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba. So I have that dual uh, <laughs> diploma, one from Canada and one from from Wheeler. Um, but my like my high school dance uh, career was at Festival Ballet. So um, I was in the junior company there, starting either ninth or tenth grade, um, while also at Wheeler. So um, yeah, and every summer I would do different. Um, dance intensive so went to Walnut Hill um, which is a really fun first um, dance program it was five weeks um, and then I did the National Ballet of Canada um, in Toronto um, and then Pacific Northwest Ballet in Seattle um, and then Royal Winnipeg, which was the audition, uh, the four-week audition for the school year, which um, I ended up going to. So that's my high school kind of round out. Um, and then I went to Butler University um, in Indiana, and I was a dance pedagogy major. But um, I also took all of the performance uh, classes. So, yeah. So I was dance wow. pedagogy, so <laughs> I uh, had some fun uh, teaching practicum classes, um, and my special, like my specialty with that was, um, I think it was intermediate mm -hmm. uh, ballet and um, in, a beginner to intermediate point, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've had such a long history, so yeah, I was just wondering when 
was a moment that you really started like falling in love with dance and taking it seriously in your life because you've involved in dance for so long. So yeah, I think that um, I think that it was kind of right away when I danced, and I think some of it had to do with like it being my my like special place uh, where I felt like um, the hard work I could see right away. Um, and so as I struggled with reading and um, being dyslexic in school, I always felt like I was trying to like push myself harder and harder just to kind of maintain above water. Um, with dance, that same work ethic got me, um, I guess, to the front of the class. So, you know, you get that constant, um, you know, affirmation, um, you know, in the mirror, but more, more than that, I think it was probably, so my mom didn't let me start dancing until I was six, which sounds really early, but when all your friends are dancing, when they're like, four and five and everything you just <laughs> she said you have to be in first grade so I remember like very distinctly getting on the bus in first grade and turning around and being like can I go to ballet today and she was like it's not today but yes you'll go you'll go this year um but when I was diagnosed with dyslexia they said that dance would actually almost be a therapy for me to help me with like balance, coordination, um, all of that. So it's kind of um, cool and a little ironic that the thing that was supposed to just, you know, help me <laughs> um, became my, my life, my life, my life's work. But I would say, honestly, it was probably like 10 or 12 where you know that you have to put in the effort, the extra effort, and I just wanted to. So I started cutting back on my other sports and everything because I wanted to take more dance. Wow. And so I know you mentioned that you went to dance abroad in the Royal Winnipeg Ballet School in Canada and you also went abroad to St. Petersburg, Russia, which uh, yeah. I'd be so interested to hear about your experiences dancing outside of America and also how did they shape you as a dancer and also just like a person? Um, so yeah, so you're referring to my two summers in uh, in college that um, they did like because it was an every other year option, mm -hmm. and I was lucky enough to um, go with a group to um, St. Petersburg, um, in Russia, for four I think it was like four and a half weeks um, after my freshman year of college, and then again after my junior year of college, and I think that I really gain different things um, from each time that I went. The first time it was just the experience of being in a completely um, like a new, uh, new culture. But despite um, our dance teacher not speaking any English out of that experience that I had had, it really like boosted my technique and understanding. And, um, you know, I, I had the welts to prove it, <laughs> but um, it was just really cool because we used the language of dance to, you know, to gain so much. We were also, I mean, I all like a large group of my friends uh, went and it was just so cool to be able to experience, um, you know, a new culture or to dive deeper into a culture we were so all interested in um, together. Uh, we went during what is called both times. Mm -hmm. white nights 
So that's basically, um, there's about like one hour of darkness uh, in that time of year. So it's like, it, it's interesting to see like the, I mean, something as interesting as that, like, you know, we're out at uh, 11 o'clock at night coming back from the theater and it's still um, bright as day out. But during that time they do festivals. So every, I would say like, almost every single night we went to the Marinsky theater mm-hmm. and um, we saw like the best of the best performing um, all of the classics yeah. um, uh, and like everyone you realize like wow I feel like I've never actually seen ballet before <laughs> because it was like this is exactly what it is it's, I mean it was like at the it was the height of of everything. Um, it was so cool. I got to see um, Romeo and Juliet is one of my favorite ballets. I, and I got to see that at um, La Bayadere. Like it's, it was amazing. I mean, we did have to sit through some, some weird ones. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> it, the prequel to the Nutcracker, I would not recommend. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that that experience and then um, just being able to also like for me I've always loved history and so uh, marrying that trip of like specifically like dance growth and technique but then going to like the Hermitage which is the winter palace in St. Petersburg or the summer palace which is like an hour and a half outside and like seeing the artwork and the history and all of that like you only see 10 percent of the artwork that they have and like it I mean it was absolutely incredible so I think that for me as um leaving Wheeler and like having that interest and love of history it just kind of like exploded when I went there that's so cool and also to talk a little bit about ballet itself, I think a lot of people, including me, until I really started dancing with you, underestimate the true like commitment and hard work <laughs> into becoming like a skilled ballerina. So I was just wondering for you, someone who has like been so committed to this art form for so many years, um, what was a moment or like a performance in your dancing career that you felt all this hard work had paid off for you? Oh, that's an awesome question. Um, I would have to say like a really memorable performance for me was actually um, a modern um, performance, not a ballet performance. I had no confidence in my modern technique in college and, and you know, I, I had modern classes, but being a ballet dancer, like it was really hard for me to let go. Um, and now that's something like in my choreography, I really, um, love and kind of pride myself in like the emotion of it all. So it's funny how things change as you you grow. Um, but yeah, it was, I think it was my senior year in college and we were auditioning for, it was called like our midwinter performances and Paul Taylor, um, which you're, we've talked about before, is a um, modern uh, choreographer, and the, the Taylor technique is a technique based off of everything that he did, and he had a school, he has a school, and also a company, so any work that is, any work, meaning any um, choreography set, has to be 
through his trust and people will come out and and um, select who's able to do those parts so my modern teacher in college actually uh, performed with the company for years and years and she was allowed to set pieces so Cloven Kingdom is like a 25 minute like super intense uh, Taylor. Yes, you talked yeah. last one. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. And like how at the end they all have masks on with like mirrors to reflect like society. And it's like this balance between um, you know, the society as we are and like our animalistic nature. And like it has so many different pieces. But like for me, the audition I thought it bombed uh completely. <laughs> I was so worried about it and then um i ended up being selected and the first time i watched the video of what we were going to do i looked at one of my friends and i was like jenny i'm not going to be able to do that <laughs> like and like i can't do that um and then i remember after she and i looked at each other and we were both like oh my god i know what i want to do for the rest of my life Aww so some things you're like I don't think I could ever do that and it turns out to be like the catalyst for your kind of your momentum whole <laughs> yeah so I would say that would probably be it wow that's amazing and also so to fast forward a bit yeah. um, <laughs> um what eventually led you back to Wheeler and to starting the Wheeler Dance Company um that's so funny and there are definitely like different kind of points along the way um you know I, I ended up being in the festival ballet company after college um so I was a trainee and apprentice and um it was just for me I ended up um getting sick I had this thing that I had to uh stop dancing for a little while you know wasn't great um but I ended up having my spleen taken out and I my dad asked me he was like okay so what's next like that part of your you know that chapter's over like you're better you're healthy you're feeling good what's next and I just was like I want to start a dance program at Wheeler like I want to I want to I want to be a a teacher there and I want to give back to that um, you know, community that believed in me and, yeah. you know, so that was really it. And then I like sat down. I remember that week, like at my parents, like, uh, computer and I typed up this whole proposal oh and I sent it over to Mr. Harris and he's like, let's sit down and talk. This is ambitious. Maybe we'll do it in like five years or so. But like, do you want to teach like one class a week through Aries? I was like, no, I want to do it all. So that's kind of like what it was. It was that like Wheeler is so known for um, not just like the arts, but that openness of if you have something that you want to give to the community, there's somebody in the community that wants it. For sure. Um, you, know, you can build a group of people and, and awareness and, and through like the years and everything, it's been really cool to see the program develop like beyond what I thought originally. Like I've looked back at that like mission statement that I had of like what I wanted yeah. and it is quite different, but it's much, much better, much deeper. And you know, it's, yeah. I like, yeah. Yeah. 
And it's been, you got, you started the dance program in 2012, right? Around. It's so funny. Like, I wish I knew. <laughs> it's just been, it's all blur. It's all blur. I think it is. I think you've done better research than me. Um, <laughs> this would have been our sixth spring show um, this past Friday and Saturday. Um, and but I was working doing those like couple classes here and there for like a year or two it was like a full year yeah I think before I said okay we need to do a show because people need to know we're here otherwise like and I had never put on a show before like I had never done that before so I was terrified I was I was like I think this is how people do it but like I had been in so many shows and I had like assisted people so um after the first one I was like that was really hard let's do two next year uh, <laughs> and so yeah so, wait, so getting into some of the biggest challenges about creating and being the head of the dance program um so you were mentioning running the shows I think was a big one for you so how did you eventually like overcome these challenges and how are you still overcoming them and also one more question how has it been having to shift to online teaching in the past couple of months due to the pandemic oh those are all really good questions so the hardest part of uh, kind of like your challenges that I needed to get over I think um, perfectionism is something that we all as people can struggle with and um, I think something that I learned through being a teacher at Wheeler is it's process not product and so are you teaching like what are you teaching are you teaching for the performance for the test are you teaching for experience absorption and helping a dancer move to their next level so I think when you're a younger teacher in dance and it may be in other things you feel very much like it's almost like it's about you giving them the info and once you start um getting years under your belt it starts being like well it has nothing to do with me I'm just like the vessel for these students to be learning and to be like you know so so for me, I think that was like a huge challenge. It was getting over like, it's not a, it's one, it's not about you to, <laughs> yeah, right. It's about the dancer yeah. and like two, like what does each dancer need? Oh yeah. So like being like super in tune with like, what does Sara need? Like, what are the things that she's trying to get out of this performance or this class? Um, so I think that, and then like the little kids. <laughs> oh my god and figuring out like a method to structure their classes and create space for them in the shows and create like they would like all of us need structure and like I think the first couple years I was like I don't know what like I this is hard (laughs) this is really really hard um yeah and like not giving in to like negative attention with like a first grader doing something very unique and I've never seen before and and you know like not being in control of that I think was was tricky but the the more that you yeah just like let go of things that you can't change and and get like a a crew of people to help 
I think is a good thing as well. Yeah, I think that's something like you said, like what's something you're still like working on. Yeah. I think it's like not thinking I have to do everything by myself all the time. Yeah, definitely. That's something I also struggle with is I always yeah. like upon myself. I'm like, I have to get this done. But people are out there to help you and they will. And people want to, right? You. <laughs> you. Like if I just, I remember like on my bad days, like if I was having a bad day and I just spoke to you, like you were there and you were there to talk. Right. Yeah. So. It's just like, then you're not alone, and then you feel like, oh, I can do this. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you just need that little push, I think. Definitely. And so then moving into online teaching oh, yeah. uh, or Zoom teaching, <laughs> um, I think that there were like, it's like, there were two things that I was struggling with. One, like teaching um, choreography is super tricky um, when you have to be like very vocal in your like, verbiage of like left right oh uh, downstage and like yes I still <laughs> struggle <laughs> as yeah. a dyslexic adult yeah. <laughs> with one word word retention and two lefts and rights and and trying to like prepare yourself before class and be like, okay, I, these are my words that I have to say, like making sure that like it's clear and like laughing when it's not because everyone is dealing with this together. Um, so I would say that not having as like, as dancers, we love to like just give a hug and be like, okay, we're good. And not having that through Zoom is tricky. And then I think also like slowly getting bigger and bigger through this. <laughs> pregnancy has been really funny um but like that's why I'm sitting in a chair right now in the nursery just like this is I'm up though <laughs> um but yeah I think that having those two two points but um honestly it really showed me how like awesome you guys are oh even more like you guys you are hello <laughs> <laughs> no but you guys all took me as I as I am right and you were all there and did your best and no one was like making it harder not showing up like everyone showed up and especially after school I was talking to somebody about it and I was like yeah we don't even have a performance and everyone came to rehearsals yeah. like twice a week because we wanted to be with each other and that's what the dance program I wanted it to be yeah and I yeah. think that's something that I love also so much about the dance program at Wheeler it's just it was such a community to join and it was it was so nice like I know for sure that my senior year and like the years at Wheeler that I had would not have been the same if I didn't join it like, oh, that means like everything to me that's oh. so good I'm glad that I made a space that you felt that way in Thank you. And so getting into that, um, what's been one of your favorite things about teaching dance and just dance itself? Um, so one of my favorite things about teaching is the connection that I make um, and the progress and like watching people grow. I, I think something I said, I said to my husband, like one of the first times that I met him, he was asking about dance in my program. And, and I said, I I'm helping build good people, not good dancers. Yeah. And that's like what my, and like we're using dance, but like we're just instilling values of hard work, kindness, consideration, yeah. work ethic, dedication, 
um, and seeing people like grow into such amazing, like respectful people is probably, is definitely like my favorite. And like by the end of it, by like your senior year, like, yeah, I mean, it's amazing to see where you are. And then in five years, like how Cammy Burgess came back and, and it was like, and I'm like, ah, look at you. Like you're not anywhere where you thought you would be, but you're so happy. And you use those dance skills to like create where you are now as like a cat, like you have your captain's license and you're like sailing all around the world. That is so cool and unique and different. And so I think that that would be like my favorite part is just kind of helping in my little way grow you guys up. (laughs) (laughs) We loved it. Um, it. Oh, and then my, one of my favorite pieces. Okay, one of the my favorites was Salem because it was something that I was thinking yeah. of doing for a long time. Yeah. It was cool and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And like we incorporated props, which is always like tricky. Yeah. In in my words was a couple years ago, and like it was one of Delaney's first years mm-hmm. dancing, and I remember the growth she had. So like we had um everyone record with wheeler broadcasting their like phrase of why they dance or what dance means to them and so it was a group of five dancers and um i had like music in the background but it was their voices and they were dancing to their voices and it was just like super moving to me yeah that sounds super moving so i think that was probably one of them (laughs) But all of them because I, they're all my like or the fire and rain that we didn't get to do oh my god that was so much fun to even learn which we will we will yes. do it yes and um also for those like for since this is like going out on a recording I just wanted to explain what Salem was yes. um so Salem was a dance we did based on the Salem witch trials and we incorporated all sorts of we incorporated mainly chairs as our props but i think that was a dance that we were working on as a company for like months like preparing and i think seeing that dance come together was just one of the biggest accomplishments for all of us at the dance showcase and like i remember watching that recording back and like when you're in it like you're like so focused on like getting the like places right and just like expressing yourself like correctly but then seeing everybody moving together is just it was really really cool thing mr hall's lighting like that's the other thing like Um, the lighting made all the difference and like the collaboration that with it's not just about like the dance dance costume lighting props all of it it was really cool yeah so i think the thing i wanted to talk about i think you touched on um, but could you talk a little bit about the role having dyslexia has played in your life and ways in which it's made things either a bit more difficult or even helped you, as you mentioned, in your dance career? Yeah, I think that I it, it isn't easy, <laughs> but it's welcomed. Yeah. Um, because for me, that was my, I, you don't overcome it yeah you learn to use it so it's like I always say it's my superpower like so it taught me work ethic 
So like I was saying and touching on that, like school was always hard. Like it was always, but like having, um, you know, and being dyslexic, like it does have its challenges um, for sure. I think that the world that the way that it's evolving with technology is making it less of um, an adult problem. So it's like menial tasks. So like spelling, I don't have to worry about as much anymore, right? So I can just do voice memos. I can do, you know, all of those things. I listen to audible books. Um, like if I'm, you know, anything that I, you know, about choreography, anything like that, I can watch yeah. um, on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, I'm able to use the other senses a little bit uh, more so. But I think it's it was challenging in the beginning, especially coming back to Wheeler. Um, and it was just me having, um, just being insecure about sending out emails, like silly stuff, like worrying about punctuation, worrying about like all those things. But then you you reach out to friends that are like really good at editing. You're like, hey, can I, can you just look at this? Is this weird? <laughs> like, is this, did I forget oh, the, oh yeah, <laughs> run on sentence for like a week? <laughs> you know, it's communication, self-advocacy was a huge thing I learned um, because I am dyslexic. It, no one is going to know you need help until you tell them. Right. So like in, even in all the summer programs, like I had new teachers every summer, you know, pretty intense. I mean, they're called intensives, but like elite intensive programs. So the first thing I would do is I was, I would go up the first day of class and say to my teacher, um, you know, I'm dyslexic. I'm totally on page with things. If I do something that uh, takes me longer to process, I'll have it tomorrow. And I always say I was the last one to learn something and the last one to forget it because I went home and I would practice and practice and go over it and like nail it into my head and the next day I would have it and so that builds confidence right because you took time on it so I always say like with um with dyslexia like once you find your thing mm -hmm. you're set <laughs> because like you'll do anything like it doesn't matter if it takes um for example like when I started doing musical choreography which was so hard in the beginning for me um, and I had such amazing um you know people that I worked with like Miss Brackett and Miss Sprague who yeah. really um were like allies in in all of it but try it would take me like eight hours to choreograph something that was like a minute long because I was trying like it just it was it, it was new right but what I learned the young was it doesn't matter how many hours it takes you it takes you that many hours to get it right yeah so I mean like all of it all of those things kind of created my work ethic so I I'm thankful for it and I'm I'm really thankful for Hamilton because I think that I wouldn't have had the confidence and the self-advocacy and and those tools um without it so I think that one of the reasons why I kind of see myself in the way that I do is because of of those tools yeah definitely yeah. and so getting into the last couple of questions I also just wanted to bring up the fact 
that Miss Erin is married and she's currently expecting twin boys. <laughs> My little identical babies. babies. <laughs> and I think this fact also speaks to, so I think over this interview, we've definitely heard and felt your motivation and like your determination. And I think anyone who's been in your presence in the last couple of months has been in awe of you because you've just continued to stay on top of it. And like, as a teacher and a dancer, like you've just been on top of it. And I've just also been in awe at how you've been able to do it. So I was also wondering what are the things or practices that kind of keep you motivated when you're obviously <laughs> feeling a bit down <laughs> or like uh, well I know thank you for for all of that and I, I mean first of all it's you guys right no. I don't want to let you down <laughs> like I right like I want to be be there but that's like all of all of your teachers like we just want to make sure that I mean this is like a really strange time in our lives and it doesn't matter if you're in a you know 33 year old or an 18 year old like this is strange and and I just wanted to give you all just a little bit of normal <laughs> somewhere even if it was me telling you that you need to point your feet so <laughs> um no so I mean it's that but it's just I love what I do yeah. and it gave me like it it pulls you away from this everything that's going on yeah everything that's going on and like and we are our best friends to each other right like in the community and if we can just like hold on to what we love and and keep that light and like use that to propel us forward and move past um move move through this um I think that that's definitely like I look forward to be slot I look forward to that's why I got an extra one I was like we can't just do this once a week yeah <laughs> no we and then like you know we have to have Thursday and Friday and you know my husband is like you need to slow down a little bit <laughs> no. <laughs> no because I'm I'm not done <laughs> but no I think that it, it all in all it's it was it was all of you that that motivated me okay that's so nice to hear in the industry yeah. and dance um who are some strong women in your life or in the media that you looked up to or inspired you and I'd also be interested to know like a dancer who you've looked up to or one that mentored you but yeah, I would say like the first person that pops into my mind and we've talked about is Misty Copeland mm -hmm. um, because she um, she was the first African-American principal dancer at ABT. So that means like she was the first um, and, and like ABT is American Ballet Theater and it's like one of the, the best companies um, in the U.S. and she was like bar breaking barriers. But um, beyond um beyond her own thoughts like she has this amazing um book and right now my my pregnancy brain is not letting me remember what it is but I'll tell you later and I'll yeah. e email it to you um but she she really came through so much um but what I related to was she was a strong dancer she was powerful she had a figure that you know she's she's um a under armor 
um, she's in like all of those Under Armour ads. Like she's this like strong muscle physique, you know, it's like the power dancer. And in a time where like, as I was growing up, it was like, you know, all dancers teeter or they're looking at like, well, yeah, like, oh my God, do I have to be like super skinny to be a dancer? Like, does that define me and my, and my skill set and everything? And she just like busted through that. And I was like, no, like, look at that woman's calves. Like, they support, <laughs> right? Like, yes. Um, and she has like, you know, more of an hourglass figure. And, and it's not just about like, I don't know, like being like a demure. Yeah. Because sometimes like with classical ballet, like you can like fall into that like waif role of like um, story ballet. And what I loved about her stuff is like, oh, you're just like fierce dancer. Like you're amazing. Um, and I think that that's what I wanted to be. And that's like what I want. I want people to to see like the power of like the dancer's body, right? And you you need you need muscles, you need fuel, you need all of that. So I think that just from her being who she was, uh, that really helped me. Wow. So that was that. And then I think that like there's so many dance dance teachers. Mm, yeah. yeah like inspired me and they still do but it's more now it's like my friends my like colleagues um oh. that I see doing like super cool things and you know you're just like, good for you like you you went out and did this thing or you went out and did this thing I had a friend from college and she went to New York and started like a contemporary modern uh company uh spark uh dance collective and she did that for like 10 years and it was like super cool to see like the works that she did. I just, all of it, Mia Michaels, being able to take classes with her. I think that a bunch of people kind of like shape you, right? So it's not just the, the more influences, the, the more you seek influence, the more you're influenced. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And this is one of my last questions for you. Um, what advice would you give to young women with a dream in today's world? especially aspiring with professional dancers and ballerinas out there um what advice that's heavy that means I should know something by now right <laughs> um surround yourself with really good people oh my god yes really because I think that if I didn't have like awesome friends and you know amazing family I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Like one of my best friends from Wheeler is still one of my best friends. And I, I think it was maybe like the second year I was like, it's hard because it's hard for a long time. Yeah. And when you're trying to do something that's new and there are a lot of things like, why, like, why do you think you can do it? Like in your head, like, why do you think you can do it? Or like, this is too hard. Maybe like the hard work, it means it's, you shouldn't be doing it like it's too yeah. yeah so and she was like this is your thing Erin yeah. this is your thing like wheeler like this is your thing so like focus so I think that yeah like get yourself a tribe <laughs> oh, yeah, like, <laughs> like right yeah no I definitely I agree with that so much like my family if I didn't have my family supporting me throughout like high school and like everything I don't know what I would have done like Having they see you, right? They see you when you don't see it. 
exactly and just having those people who support you and like uplift you means it means so much because like just having people like when you're feeling down and you feel like you can't do it but then there's people who are just like no like you can do it like keep pushing keep going it just and you bounce your ideas off of these people mm-hmm. and like yeah so I would say like hold tight and then like be able to let go of the things that aren't working yeah. Um, to give yourself room to grow. So it's like this balance. Um, so I would say, yeah, I think that's like the biggest thing. And that like, it doesn't just, that can be on your way to be a doctor. That could be on your way. And that's another thing. Like one of my friends who is a dancer, she uh, was in the, she started as like a training and apprentice at festival with me. And then she was like, you know what? I actually want to be a doctor. So she <laughs> she went to SMU for undergrad and then she was like in the ballet company and um, now she just is starting her residence in South Carolina uh, for OBGYN and she graduated from Wake Forest and like so she like huge stuff another friend is, was like I want to get my PhD in physics like okay cool <laughs> but it's like yeah like just because your dreams shift yeah uh, it doesn't mean that you've uh quit and I think with dance a lot of times like or any kind of professional um like sports too you quit like you retire you stop um and I think that it should also be you evolve you transform you move you move beyond like all of that stuff so yeah that's what I would say dig deep (laughs) and my last question for you this took me a second to think of but like my own answer but if you could have dinner with one woman dead or alive who would it be oh (laughs) um my mom's mom nanny you <laughs> probably she was like super awesome and strong and I feel like her around me all the time and I would want to be like so how am I doing <laughs> um so like that just reflects family honestly to me and like the kind of person that she was and uh yeah it's just like I didn't know that I would say that that was just She's probably like here right now. Like, thanks. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. I think I feel like I want to ask you a million questions now. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you. This feels so one-sided. <laughs> I know. It's so much no, but it was so much fun. Thank you so much. It was so much fun to hear about your experiences. Just like because I feel like in dance class you know like we don't get this like opportunity to like sit down and really it's not about me (laughs) exactly so like just getting this opportunity to hear more about you like I've always like whenever you talk about like like in dance class you'll be like oh like when I was in Russia and I'm like what like when you (laughs) I want to hear more about it so yeah thank you so much oh my gosh well thank you it was an honor that you wanted to talk with me. I really appreciate it and I appreciate you. Thank you. And I can't wait until we can hug. (laughs) Biggest hug.